Okay, good afternoon everyone. Guru and the Wiz here, back for some more fantasy football talk for the uh, upcoming 2020 season. Uh, doing a little review of each position. Uh, we started with the QBs and the running backs, and today we're going to take a look at the, the wide receiver position, otherwise known as the diva position in the NFL. Good afternoon, Wiz. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Not so bad. Uh, looking forward to the uh... Uh, NFL draft, which uh, is actually less than two weeks away, and it looks like the uh, NFL is uh, the only game in town. They're 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 marching on with everything that they said they're going to do. Um, they kind of have a virtual draft uh, that they're scheduled to do um, in less than two weeks, and uh, you know, looking forward to that as it gets closer. But also looking forward to you know just talking about. Um, you know, last year, looking back at players from last year onto this year, um, players that disappointed, players that exceeded expectations, uh, maybe players that, you know, you have uh, breakthrough thoughts about for this year, that sort of thing is always uh, is always, is always fun to do from year to year. No, no question about it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do some draft prep as well, and, and the wide receiver position is going to get a lot of attention you know, we've spoken a lot about it before. They, those fellas will not be included in this discussion, but uh, don't you worry. There's going to be a lot of uh, wide receivers that will be taken in the first couple of rounds of the NFL draft, and, and, and we'll be speaking about those players. But this, as you said, is is more of a look back and a, and a look forward for, for players that are currently rostered in, in the NFL. And, uh, you know, wide receiver, the, you know, passing game in general, the, the wide receiver has become, you know, quite a – important position in that in that it's such a prolific passing league nowadays although we took a little bit of a step back from that there was a few teams that emphasized rushing a little bit more but but nonetheless it's a passing league the numbers are the numbers are pretty astounding almost every single team has a good three options to throw to and you know there's a lot of great great stories to tell and I think um you know I kind of wanted to start out you know mentioning players that I thought you know kind of took that step forward this year we'll start with that and then and then you know, have you kind of talk a little bit about guys that you looked at? You know, when I when I and and this is kind of not obvious guys like Michael Thomas who who broke uh, receptions record last year, just incredible. You know, obviously Julio Jones, guys like DeAndre Hopkins, but some some guys really stepped up last year. I know one player in particular that that you were looking at last year, go um, before drafts was was Chris Godwin, and and Chris Godwin certainly stepped up in a major way. I think he was actually number two uh, amongst all receivers for fantasy last year. You know, as a player that you really liked, and, and now he gets Tom Brady throwing to him. So so that's one player I know that we talked about last year who, who really stepped up. Another guy that I've kind of liked from the minute he got into the league, and he started to show it last year, unfortunately, it he probably was tainted a little bit because his quarterback got hurt, and, that, and that's Kenny Galladay. Uh, he's going to be a third-year receiver. Traditionally, we've seen third-year receivers take that next step, and I think a healthy Matthew Stafford uh, paired up with, with Kenny Galladay next year, and, and I see really big things for the upcoming season. But he still had a tremendous season last year, so that's another player that I think you know took took great strides uh, in, in the past season. Um Another guy that I think may may go under the radar a little bit here because the quarterback play was very inconsistent, but a couple of years back we saw Allen Robinson do some really good things for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and even though quarterback play was very inconsistent, um, 
I, I liked what I saw from Allen Robinson. Um, I also like what I saw from Anthony Miller as well later in the season. But I think if they get more consistent play, the, that that receiving core looks very, looks to be one that maybe gets a little less attention going into the draft. But but guys that I thought played well last year and stepped up. Another guy I would mention, and you know, we talked a little bit about him in in, in our pre, in our kind of free agency. Uh, roundabout that we did but not and that was Devonte Parker and Devonte Parker became you know a a household name in fantasy in the second half of the season last year settled in and ended up being you know just just a really really consistent performer so those are those are a few guys that I kind of wanted to mention you know outside of the obvious guys and, and I'll let you kind of take it from there if you want to comment on on some of those players that I spoke about but uh off to you Brett yeah, I mean, when I look at the wide receiver position, I mean, there are a handful of sure things. You know, you previously mentioned Mike Thomas. He's as sure as it gets. DeAndre Hopkins is as sure as it gets. Um, Devonta Adams with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, and, he, you know, as long as he stays on the field, um, he's just an elite receiver. Um, you know, players like that, um, you know, th- those are the premium wide receivers. Those are the ones that get taken very, very uh, early in, in, you know, in, in snake drafts. And those are the ones that go for a lot of money um, in auction drafts. The, the thing that I find about in, you know, very interesting about at the wide receiver spot, it, it just seems like from maybe wide receiver seven or eight to wide receiver 30, Wow, you could mix them up in a bag and, and, and you could rank them differently. I think if 10 people looked at it, looked at it, you know, the same receivers, I think they could rank them all differently. Um, it's, it's finding those guys, uh, year to year that I think, you know, make the difference and, and can, you know, be the difference between maybe having a great year and a good year is finding those receivers, which you, you know, a lot of people rank somewhere around 25 to 30 that find themselves in the top 10. You know, you mentioned Parker and such an interesting player because when he, you know, was drafted out of Louisville, he looked like one of these unstoppable forces. I mean, he's big and he's fast and he's strong and he, He's great at the 50-50 ball, and uh, he he just had seemed to lost, you know, completely lose his confidence. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not sure if it was a, a fluke or if the light switch went on for him, that player last year. But I think uh, you know people are going to have different opinions on that player, and I think it'll be interesting to see where he goes in a lot of drafts. Uh, another player that I was really high on, uh, and he'll be in his second year drafting, you know, uh, who was a rookie last year was A.J. Brown. Um, I was a little concerned because I just felt Marcus Mariota was um, too conservative throwing the ball, and it wasn't suited for A.J. Brown's game. And then when Tannehill got in there, uh, wow, A.J. Brown really ended up uh, being an elite receiver. Um and I, I've seen some forecasts for the upcoming season. You know, he's he's looked at maybe in the top ten or fifteen for this year. So it's 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 different players like that. You know, when you have 
when you have so many wide receivers and, you know, with the exception of the few that are just in a class by themselves, what are the things that, what are the different things that you look at how you personally rank those receivers that are listed between seven and 30? A lot of them look like, you know, they're all capable of catching eight to 10 touchdowns, maybe 1200 receiving yards. How do you, you know, sweat through them in terms of things that you look for. So I think it's, it's for me, it's two things. First off, I do want to look at offenses that I think are going to be successful in implementing what they want to do on a, on a week-to-week basis. So I may steer away from certain teams just because I feel like it, it could be something that I don't like at the top where, where the coaching or the quarterback coaching isn't, you know, coach play calling is inconsistent or quarterback quarterback play is a little too inconsistent for me. So that's one of the things that'll be a, a, a varying factor for me. I think sometimes also, and I know this is a little bit of a weird one, but, but weather, especially as you get later in the season, you know, you may, you may shy away from guys that, that, that are playing outdoors. For example, the last, four or five weeks in the Northeast, that, that can be, you know, somewhat problematic. So that, that's the, that's one of the other things I look at too. And then lastly, uh, targets are really important to me uh, and, and, and how much action a, a, I perceive a player is going to be a part of the offense and opportunity both in the red zone and just in clutch situations. So I think those three factors are, are, are things that I personally look at. How, how about yourself? Yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of that. Um, you know, it's you know it's it's tough sometimes to try and figure out how the team is going to do because a lot of it is game flow um, and game situations and how they're used. Um, so I, I agree I agree with a lot of things that you said. Um, I, I think what what also is interesting is you know how do you view when you know a team has two good receivers um, on the same team, uh, almost kind of like equal ability. And, you know, they're coming together the first year. So I'll give you the, the specific example I'm talking about. You know, would Diggs and Brown both be rated higher if they weren't on the same team? And how do you... How do you how do you pause through that? Uh, we have two good receivers. I mean, neither guy is you know a top five or seven guy, but they're both certainly in that top twenty range. How do you how do you pause through that? Do you you know look like you know you're trying to you know figure out if one guy is going to have a much better connection with the quarterback? What do you do in a situation like what's going to happen with Buffalo this upcoming year? So, so I like I like the situation that you actually brought up because we both think Josh Allen has upside and, and, and as a quarterback. So looking at that offense, that offense in our opinion is probably going to be a better offense. And I think, you know, and we can look at a few examples of that, you know, in the past, but when you have a better receiver brought into the fold there, and again, this is a little bit of a disadvantage season right now because guys aren't preparing the way they normally would, but Having a, 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 a guy of a higher pedigree alongside of a, a player who actually performed really well last year in John Brown, now you, you can't kind of focus as much attention on that player. You know, there is still going to be enough balls to go around. So 
And I know in, in the past, we'll look at an example and we'll talk a little bit about this player who, who really disappointed last year, a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he had no Antonio Brown. But in a situation where I think the Bills are going to move forward as an offense, I'm not too frightened of those two players playing together and taking away from one another. In fact, in, in, in some ways, I think it could help more attention on digs, allows a little bit more opportunity for John Brown in single coverage, for example. I mean, but, but you know, the, my concern would be, unlike Tampa Bay uh, last year with um, with Evans and Godwin, two two elite receivers, um, their type of, of 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 situation last year was just tremendous because they both have tr- great ability, but the the game flow and the type of games that Tampa Bay was playing in it just lent itself to both guys almost every game being outstanding. Are you concerned that even though the point is well taken about two good receivers and, you know, defense is not being able to focus on either player now, what do you think about when it's a team like Buffalo who may want to run the ball a little more? And certainly they want, they, they want to open up the passing game, but I don't think they want to throw it all over the park. Um, are you concerned and you factor in uh, the way the, the the type of offense that Buffalo may want to run. Well, I think no matter what, I think I would say John Brown takes a step back. Last year, he had over a thousand yards receiving. Um, do I expect him to be a thousand yard receiver this year? No, I, I would expect somewhere in the neighborhood of a twenty percent drop from his production, which which still makes him a productive player. Not every maybe not every week the way he was, but but still definitely so. But you know, again. You're talking about an offense that we think that team is centered around a more defensive and uh, approach, and maybe that means running the ball a little bit. So maybe that's not as good as an example to use for guys that both will excel. So I would agree with you there. But I still think both players will be solid. But I think the system is a bigger story there. So if we were talking about more of a wide-open offense with, with two stellar names on it, I would be more excited about that and less, less defensive. And uh, another player who I think situation is going to be absolutely fascinating coming into this year in the world of fantasy football is Julian Edelman. Because this is a player who, in, a, in PPR formats, is, 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 is just, you know, he's, a, he's fantastic. Uh, Brady, especially, you know, with, with Al Gronkowski, Brady looks for him often. He was the only guy that, you know, Brady really felt comfortable with, familiarity with, any type of tough situation. He would look for Edelman, force Edelman the ball, do everything to get Edelman the ball. Now, the, the player's ability has in lessons, right? He's still an excellent receiver, but now you're going to an unproven commodity at quarterback. So looking at Edelman, how do you view him in terms of fantasy football projections for the following year where you have a extremely talented receiver paired up first year with an unproven commodity at quarterback. Does the player being so good, does he really not drop? Does he take a small hit in your eyes? Or just because going from Brady to Stidham, does he take a major drop in the fantasy football world. So for me, I, 
I'm going to take a conservative approach towards this player. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to leave it him outside my top 30 for example. I would I would leave him outside that. So he would not be a player that I would be focused on getting. I'm not saying that he will not have his weeks, but I just think the 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 standard deviation of that performance would be too inconsistent for me to kind of want to go down that road. I, I could say another player that I think, at least as we stand here right here today, fits into that exact equation is someone like Keenan Allen, who loses his quarterback. And we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be there right now. Right now it's Tyrod Taylor. But and I think those two players are, are, are two players are, are, that are in similar situations in the, in the coming year. So I would be way conservative about going after a guy like Julian Edelman. And would you put Allen, if Allen has Taylor quarterbacking or a rookie quarterbacking? I mean, Phil Rivers is kind of declined, as we mentioned, um, over the last few years, especially this past year. Would Keenan Allen take such a drastic drop in your eyes as Edelman, or because Keenan Allen will have somewhat, I guess, of a, of a, of a, of a quarterback of, you know, if they go with Taylor, a little bit more experience, will you take a drop and not as big as Edelman? How are you, how are you viewing Keenan Allen in terms of fantasy football for the upcoming year? Yeah, I would say probably a little bit higher. So I'd probably rank a guy like Allen around, you know, back end of the top 20 still. Um, whereas last year who would have been a top 10 receiver, I think, and someone like Edelman just outside the top 30. So that's kind of the way I would look at it for the coming season for those two players. So the, the last two receivers that I wanted to mention and anything, of course, that you wanted to uh, bring up or talk about um, is another, you know, tandem. And it's, it's the Rams tandem of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. There have been so many interesting things happening with the Rams just this off season. So they have a different starting running back. It seems they're going to go kind of with the committee with Malcolm Brown and, and Henderson is their one, two punch. They just traded Brandon cooks for a pick. So I'm not quite sure if they, you know, if they're going to stick with 11 personnel, 12 personnel, they're going to play you know, they, they really want to maybe incorporate Higby and Everett on the field most of the time and just play with, with, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, or if they made the trade and Reynolds is going to come in there and just fill the role of Brandon Cooks and, and that type of offense. But, you know, over the last few years, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods have been a force to reckon with. So when you take into consideration Everything that has gone on. I know you don't love Jared Goff. I know you do not love their offensive line either. Um, so when you take in consideration what's happened at the running back spot, what has happened at the third wide receiver spot, if it's going to be Reynolds, if it's going to be a two tight end set, you're not quite sure what they're going to do. They may kind of conceal it until the start of the season. Where do you rank those two players who've been an absolute force in fantasy football and PPR formats um, going into the season, uh, you know, after everything that's taken place with the Rams? Yeah, and I think the the trade of Cooks was very interesting. I I was very concerned about those back-to-back concussions that he got this year, and it's another head-scratching trade by the the Texans, but we're not talking about them right now. 
I like both of the players that you talk about. Uh, again, there is some concerns around the offense, but I still think the these guys would be guys that I would certainly target um, for th- for maybe a third receiver on my roster. I would I would like these guys not to be my consistent like a consistent number two receiver, but maybe a maybe a three receiver instead. I think the league may take them down a notch. I'm sorry, leagues may take them down a notch coming into uh, the upcoming season. But I I like both these players a lot. I didn't like the way Cooper Cup was used in the second half of last season. And hopefully the Rams go back and look to see how effective he was in the first half of the season. But I would say with those two players, I would be take I would love to take my chances on them being undervalued and, and taking a shot at one 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 or the other for the upcoming season. Yeah, I don't think um I I don't think the noise and the craziness that's gone on on the trades and the moves that have Rams have made really affect those two players that much. Um, I think in PPR formats, they're, they're fairly reliable. I agree with you about you, you know, you wouldn't want either of those players necessarily to be your number one unless you had four, you know, with three or four receivers in your starting lineup that was similar to those players. But ideally, you'd like to have somebody else, I guess, be your number one and one of those guys uh, slip in and be your number two or number three. So I'm in, I'm in agreement uh, about that. Remember, remember, and, uh, remember yeah, I mean, last uh, year, Brett, how, how strong Cup was at the start. We owned him, right? You owned him in a couple of leagues. We owned him together on one team. This guy was carrying us a few, like just like unbelievable his performances. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big Cooper Cup fan. I, I think his his route running is 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 up there with just about anybody in the NFL. Um, the problem is, uh, you know, if 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 he was like you mentioned, the second half he wasn't on the field for that many plays. They were playing with a lot of two tight end personnel. Um, and if the offensive line wasn't holding up, it was difficult for Jared Goff to get back there and, and throw the ball. So yeah, there, there, he started off incredible. His overall season looked pretty good. I think he finished somewhere in the top 10, uh, top between probably 10 and 15 at the wide receiver position. Most of that was due to, uh, the elite start that he had, but yeah, I, I, I still like, I still, you know, am confident as you are with with both of those players. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, and then a few guys that we should talk about that really disappointed last year for a variety of reasons. You know, we kind of talked about the 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 very very poor play of the Cleveland Brown offense. So a guy like Odell Beckham was was really a challenging player to own last year. Um, Adam Thielen was hurt most of last year. He's a he's a he's a, he's a super talented player. So hopefully. You know that can be rectified because I think you know he he'll be very successful if he can stay on the field, of course, and the and the guy that you know was hampered by both his situation and injuries um, at the quarterback position that was Juju Smith Schuster. You know I, I think those are three players that that kind of really disappointed uh, for me uh, from the past season. Yeah, I think uh, I think feeling was off to a really good start and had that. Uh, hamstring injury where he pulled up and caught that touchdown. It appeared like he was concerned about uh, crashing into the wall and, you know, and, and just that was basically a season. I mean, he attempted to come back a little early and then, uh, you know, re-injured himself. So he, he just was never back. As far as 
you know, Juju is concerned. I had a strong view about Juju going into last year. I think the people that thought that he was going to gobble up the numbers of Antonio Brown, um, or he just isn't, he isn't that player. He's perfectly suited to be a number two receiver. I think he could catch a lot of passes. I don't think he's going to be the guy that, you know, has explosive plays when defenses are really focusing on him. And I think that was going to be the case. So yeah, there were, there were, there were definitely um, disappointments. I'm not a big fan of Odell Beckham. I think his, He's quite frankly not worth the trouble. Um, he does make some highlight reel plays and spectacular plays, but he drops some easy passes. He dropped a lot of passes. He dropped some crucial passes. He did a lot of complaining. Um, he just, I, I think he's just not worth the trouble um, that, that he, you know, that, that 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 people think he's going to be this elite receiver and let's say, you know, and say, okay, yeah, we're going to deal with the, you know, a lot of this stuff, but his production didn't warrant that. And, uh, and, you know, while we were just talking about Juju, I think we, we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the Antonio Brown saga of last year. Um, it was just a killer for people in fantasy football leagues, what took place with him, uh, you know, and, and he just, could not get his act together. And I guess we can end this, this podcast by guessing or trying to guess whether we will see Antonio Brown playing football this upcoming season. What are your thoughts on that? I would say my, my thoughts are no. I just, you know, he gave us that little tease that one week he played with the Patriots. The legal problems seem to still be there. The, I, I think the, you know, sadly, the mental problems are very evident. I, I think this is a player that probably needs another year away from the league. I th- so my question to you is, what will keep him off the field? Will it be the NFL that keeps him off the field? Or will it be owners and GMs not signing him that will keep him off the field? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I would say today, sitting here today, it would actually be – it would actually be the latter, I think. Uh, but but things could change. I mean, the NFL hasn't actually made an official uh, comment about the the last set of charges. But I think I'd say the latter that uh, that owners would be unwilling to go there right now. Yeah, I, I think I could see either option. I think his first obstacle, obviously, is going to be the NFL, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of suspension he would be looking at. But I would say, you know, he, in my opinion, is well under 50% chance of seeing the field at all this year. He'd have to overcome a lot of obstacles and hurdles. And then after that, after he's kind of burnt so many bridges with so many different teams, somebody else would have to go out there and, uh, and, 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 you know, go on, go on, uh, go on a limb for that player. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure that's going to be, you know, the situation. So I would tend to agree with your analysis as well. I just want to, you know, I know we're going to, we're going to be closing up here shortly, but I, I do want to add one other thing. Normally we talk about third-year receivers making that move, but I have a group of, of five receivers that are all second-year receivers that I think are all primed to make a, a continued move up in terms of their uh, – usage in, in the coming year and, and 
and that and that would be the group of Debo Samuel, uh, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Darius Slayton, who might be a surprise name to some out there, but but he had some really good numbers with the Giants last year, and I'm not. I'm not, I'm not super sold that Sterling uh, Shepard could stay on the field. And the last guy I'm intrigued by is, is Hunter Renfro. So I, those are, that's a group of five second-year guys that I'm kind of looking at. I'll, I'll probably be targeting. A few of those guys will be rated, rated higher than others. But I like that group I like that group to be a sneaky group this year uh, for the upcoming season. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like, I like those names you mentioned. I don't think Debo's handle is really going to be a surprise. I think, you know, a lot of people are going to kind of look at him and AJ Brown in kind of the same way and Metcalf and, uh, yeah, Hunter, you know, Renfro showed a lot of promise, um, that he's going to be a good slot receiver. So yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I agree with you. And I, I think what all of this goes to prove is that man, after those first few guys, you can rank look, analyze, and, you, you, you know, a, a lot of receivers, probably 30 or more, maybe even 40, and all rank them differently. And um, it, it's the ones that, you know, that, that, like I said at the beginning, that could be the win, the difference between winning your league or not winning your league um, by getting it right and nailing which ones are going to be kind of more towards end up being a top 10 receiver than the 30 to 40 range. So there's a lot of depth out there and we'll certainly, uh, you know, get more specific as we get closer to the season. All right. Awesome. Uh, another fun uh, run around the league at this time at receiver. Wiz, look forward to catching up on the tight ends next. Yep. 